0: Welcome, security people. This is Breaking Into Security with Renee Small and myself. Uh, Renee Small isn't able to make it today, but um, we'll still have a wonderful session with our guest, Alexander Schindler, um, or Alex. So for the viewers that are just joining and haven't seen um, our previous episodes, the premise of this show is that we interview individuals like Alexander who have broken into cybersecurity within the past five years so that they can share their relevant stories of their journey and, um, their stories along the way to share that information with others looking to break into the field. So rather than have information um, that might be out there from 10, 20, 30 years ago as to um, how to approach this job search, we're trying to get that from um, relevant individuals who have just done it recently to share their experiences. with that being said, um, Alexander, would you mind giving us a little bit about your background and uh, what made you interested in cybersecurity?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a great honor to be on the show and uh, share kind of my journey and my experiences and where I'm at now and, and where I'm looking to go. So I, I've been real fortunate. You know, I'm in my mid, uh, mid-50s mid and I've done a lot of things in life. I was a professional soccer player. I coached in the national team environment uh youth national team for soccer I've been a college coach I've taught college uh, as a professor uh I've had the opportunity to work in a nonprofit where I worked with special olympic athletes and athletes all around the world I've taken teams all over the world uh and really done uh, great things with uh, with my wife we've had great great blessings and been able to make uh, a lot of uh, i guess help a lot of different uh, situations and people around the world so that's been a great honor of mine as well so i've worked mostly in the private sector uh, but I've, I've worked for jb morgan chase and i worked in the global area and worked in the funding area and and that was a great uh, experience there it's where i finished off my uh, my initial ac- academic experience which uh, bachelor of science and business from University of Texas in Dallas. And I live in the Waxahachie, Dallas-Fort Worth area, so people know I'm more in the south part of the United States. And then, of course, uh, I went on to get my master's in uh, organizational management conflict resolution at Southern Methodist University here in Dallas, which was a great, great program. That was kind of the really lead-in for... My academic hunger, uh, just being able to be part of a lot of great students and professors and all that. So that kind of started that aspect. And then just after that, I had gotten an opportunity after um, just prior before I got on with J.P. Morgan, work as a temporary contract for a government, Justice Department, INS and things of that. And this is way back. Uh, at that point, they didn't call it cybersecurity, but they had some aspects of cybersecurity in my job functional role, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But it was a temp contract. And it was one of those things where I was looking for a full time uh, position with benefits and all that. And that's when I got on with the bank. And so from there, I have went on to uh, run my own company and then marketing and uh, worked with consulting uh, with companies all around the world in different aspects with manufacturing, things like that. So it's, it's been a really great journey. I've learned a lot of different skill sets, uh, worked in sales and um, and a lot of uh, a lot of things I've done because of my sports background i've I've been very um, had a great opportunity to be part of the international aspect of things and cultures and life and languages and all that so all those things have been very really positive and, and great blessings for me as well so coming full circle just a few years ago, I decided you know I'm still young you know a lot of people say fifty five is is younger it's all relative right it's how you channel life and and what Definitely. energy you have and how you take care of yourself but I think the most important thing for me was I was looking for a change and I was looking for a different career path. And I was like, you know, what what would I like to do? I've always had kind of a knack for IT and not that I was a network developer or operations or a coder or anything like that. Uh, but I just kind of liked it, you know, and uh, I did some research. I did a lot of research for a good period of time, maybe six months of looking at different fields of going into and everything that was driving kind of the market and what is important. And and if I was gonna look out something for the next twenty years, I was like, what would be something I could be a part of that could I could really grow, really have a vast field and always have a job? Right, or mm-hmm. at least an opportunity for a job. So, cyber was, was the thing that was just kept popping up. And so, I started doing research of different schools and programs. Should I do certification only? You know, this type of thing. And I just something told me in my heart to to perhaps look at another in a master's program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how I got locked on to University of Maryland uh, University College, which is UMUC. And they had a really good reputation uh, for cyber security and they had different areas. You know, if it was more policy-centric or if you wanted something more technical. And since I did not come from a technical background in IT, I felt for my own personal development, I wanted to force myself into an area that was a little bit more technical and less policy-driven. However, it's funny because I'm now also doing a lot of policy stuff. But um, at that point, I decided to uh, compare different uh, universities across the country and and did research on, on six different schools. And, I, you know, I put apples to apples, created a matrix, and decided, you know, what what is – it's not just about cost, but it was about, you know, reputation, about career support, uh, the type of students that would be going to this school, you know, all these things. So I put, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 15, 20 categories and and did all that. So I I defined it down to a certain list to a school in Dallas and a school at UMUC, and and I decided to pick the one in Maryland for for obvious reasons. And it was been great. I, I had to take a couple of prep courses, kind of preliminary courses that weren't uh, counting towards the degree or anything, but it was it was great because it gave me a refresher and uh, went back on a lot of stuff and gave me some experience in Python, which is one of the scripting languages and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And from there, I was able to uh, start right into the program. And I'll tell you, it was a bit of a shocker because you know, it's not a weak program. It's a very stout program and every class is very thorough. Mm-hmm. However, when I went into it, I still, you know, cyber is such a wide field and there's so many aspects to it and you can yeah. be an expert in so many different silos. And so the I think UMUC did a really good, uh, I, I guess, exposure of giving most students about a 15,000 foot look at each different silo and now they Mm -hmm. went down to some granular level, but not on the granular level you would get if you were doing your certifications in different areas. Right. Mm -hmm. So from there you get a kind of a taste, you know, you get a little bit of uh, a a policy, you get some forensics, you get some uh, network, you know, there's all different areas that they kind of cover. Uh, but very, very stout. Uh, the great thing was, I was telling you earlier as well, Chris, or is, is in regards to working with the different type of students. You know, I had students that worked at the NSA. I worked at NA- NASA. I worked in private sector. You know, worked in other mm-hmm. areas, in, in the HIPAA-related areas, and medical and stuff like that. So that gave me a great rounding. So I had the great academic, I had the professors, and then I had the students that I was able to uh, really learn from as well. And that's part of the program. Um, I'm more I'm more of one of those students that like to have the physical interaction. So that was the mm-hmm. first time I did an all-online play. So mm-hmm. it was a little getting used to, but but I got used to it. And, uh, and of course, you know, in the world we work in now, everything is virtual, right? Everything's in the cloud for the most part, all our conference calls, you know, and all that type of stuff. So, you know, it was already kind of leading that direction. So I said, you know, just suck it up and, and, and get with it, you know. So it was great. I, I did really well in the program. And it was funny, I had started looking for work from the first month I was in The program. So because it's about uh, an 18 month program. Mm -hmm. And at first, I really didn't know what I was doing. You know, I had my old resume. And the great thing is the school um, really kind of helped craft uh, kind of that direction. A couple of classes actually helped you redefine your bio in, in LinkedIn, you know, and then I did a lot of research and reading on my own, you know, reading about what successful resumes look like and in different areas, you know, I Mm talked to a lot of people in the industry, you know, I talk. And every time I think it's really important. Every time you do an interview, spend a few minutes of making notes on the interview. How, how did you think you did? And, you know, what were some questions and things like that? And I think the other part of it is really understanding if you've been out of the market for a while, or at least in this field, or you've never been in this field, it's really important to research the type of questions you're going to ask, you know, so they'll ask questions that are related to the field, but they're also going to ask questions that will, uh, I guess, psychologically assess who you are as a person, your character, uh, your thought decision process, things like that, so these are all new things to me because i hadn 't had to have an interview or do any of that stuff for i don 't know twenty years or so, so <laughs> so here I was learning this whole process, but it was great, you know, and every time I did one it was another opportunity for me to refine the process and refine the process and I think the other mistake a lot of people make, and uh, i 'm sure you ask more questions about it, but it 's just is people just send kind of a general resume out there and you really need to curtail the resume and your cover letter to that job that you're posting for. Because a lot of the stuff is algorithm uh, based, right? So you mm-hmm. got different software systems that are pulling out resumes, gonna probably get you know 500 resumes or 200 or 50, whatever. And so those things are popping those resumes up to these people uh, quickly. And so they can make sure that that person they're looking at actually meets the minimum criteria. And that's how yeah. they kind of work from there. So, anyway, I hope hope I didn't take all of it at the front, but just kind of <laughs> give you a, a, an essential background.
0: Well, that, that's that's a great background. A uh, lot lot to dive into. Um, I guess l- let's start a little bit about your journey. So, um, I, you'd consider yourself mid career. Um, how How did you feel? Coming into this industry, as someone from A outside the industry, B someone in their mid-career, um, what were some of the challenges that that you faced?
1: Yeah, I think I mean partly is um, you've got somebody who's really experienced in all kinds of areas, perhaps barely qualified if you'd never done it before for an internship. Or pass an internship, like a really entry level, and so that was a little bit difficult for me at first because I was trying to convince people, "Hey, take a chance on me, even though I'm a beginner." You're, I was like, "Hey, you get somebody who's really well seasoned and very professional, lots of experience in a lot of different areas, and by the way, I'm still a beginner in this other field." And I'll learn, you know, and I'll continue to adapt and so on and so forth. So for on company side, they were kind of like, well, you know, we really just want somebody who doesn't have a lot of life experience, somebody we can kind of groom and all that. So, you know, there's there's but that's about 20 percent of it out there because of the way the market is right now. And, you know, there are so many openings everywhere. I think the big miss and what I'm reading a lot about is a lot of companies still don't understand how to assess the type of people that they're bringing in. So like on an entry level, they're asking for somebody for a CISSP, which is an advanced certification. It's somebody that has to have already five years or you don't get it anyway. I mean, you can pass the test, but you're not going to get the CISSP. So, you know, really matching certifications, work experience, and kind of their growth potential. And I think more companies now, and, and this is where I really tried to sell myself on is Look, I'm I'm somebody that's going to be here for a while, someone that's professional that you can teach and also will uh, be able to grow in, in, in that area, in that field. So, you know, that that was a big thing for me to was really trying to kind of balance that act. And it can be done. Um, and then the other thing is there's so many opportunities in different parts of the country. You have to decide, is that something you just want to kind of stay like if you live in Springfield, Missouri versus you know you know San francisco or washington d c where a lot of a lot of jobs are or boston whatever my my, ass, my you know my 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 recommendation is to really fully vet vet what is important to you short term and mid term like you know where you want to be in two three years with this job or or is it okay for you to move, you know, or do you want to stay here and, and all that? So those, those may limit some opportunities as well. But I, I happen to be in Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex, and there's tons of opportunities here. There's tons of companies coming here. Um, and so cybersecurity in Texas alone is huge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I try and, and reach out to my classmates and let them know, hey, there's an opportunity with Schwab or there's an opportunity with Raytheon or, you know, Baylor Scott Hospital. It just depends on what field they want to go into. But, mm-hmm. you know, from that aspect, it was really important. So, you know, circling back to your original question is really understanding who you are, uh, what, f- what particular sector area that's really interest to you. And you may not know, the great thing I have now with my job is I'm working in an area where I get experience in all the different little silos. Not only is it policy, but I learn about you know networking systems and hardening those systems. You know, I I work in a little bit in the forensic area and I work in a little bit. You know, there's so I'm getting experience in all these areas, mm-hmm. and it's great because I have a boss and a company that really fosters uh, support, learning, and things like that. So I think that's really important. If you're looking for a job, are you going to be kind of confined in this large corporation in one area, or are you going to be in a smaller, mid-sized company where you may get experience in different areas first, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of see, oh, I really, really like this area, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I guess that would be one of the things I would I would uh, recommend to them. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, So so you talked about um, exploring different areas, um, using your network, both while you talked about your your uh, educational program, as well as using that network to look for new roles, look for new opportunities. Um, now, Now, tell us about your your application journey, um, as someone mid-career, uh, I know you mentioned tailoring your resume to the company. What, what other tactics would you have in in that job seek approach for individuals um, at, at your career transition?
1: Yeah, I would say, had I known earlier, I probably, and I didn't because I was just, you know, in the very beginning of my journey, I, I probably would have started doing some of the certifications earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, they are very in-depth. They're very granular. Uh You learn tremendous amount. I'm just now finished my first certification prep, my uh, Tia Security Plus, which I'll be taking probably in two or three weeks. Excuse me. And I've been studying for about six months. And that's just because I'm working full time and I'm doing other things. And so, you know, I, I probably do 10, 15 hours a week on that. You know, it's one of those things where... Um, that aspect is really important is probably balancing that, adding that. So I'd recommend that to people. If there's a couple of certifications out there that you can try and attempt uh, and, and get under your belt, perfect. I know some people start there first and that's okay. You know, and not everybody is looking for a master's degree in cybersecurity. You know, there's most of the minimums are a bachelor's degree. I would say th- that would be a good start. So, um, but I got, I got hired one month before I graduated, which was amazing, but I had hit the trail hard. I sent out probably 50 applications a week. Wow. Yeah. I I was aggressive and, and I would get some hits and there were some opportunities for certain interviews and sometimes they'd work out and sometimes they didn't. There were a couple that were, you know, the more I got into the process, the more I was like, I really don't want to leave my area, but I was getting pretty desperate. Like, uh, you know, I want to get a, want to get a good job and all that. But I just relaxed and, and really just uh, spent time of being very strategic about it. So really building your resume up, building your LinkedIn bio. uh, If you can um, enter a degree program, if it's possible, or if you already have one, then I would highly recommend the certifications, pick one or two. uh, and, And a lot of companies will pay for it. Like my company will reimburse me for my Preparation and testing and all that. So there's a lot of companies that will say, "Hey, uh, you may not have it right now, but if you get it in six months, when we hire you, you know, da 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 da." And so Mm -hmm. that's those are other opportunities to look for. But I I could tell you, there's right as of right now, this is the perfect time to transition into cybersecurity or information security assurance. Any of those types of aspects Mm -hmm. It's it's Mm -hmm. critical. Do
0: Do you feel that um, your vast amount of previous experience? Placed you in the overqualified bucket as an excuse out um, for some companies in your interview process?
1: I think with some it did. I think it it, it kind of it played me out, you know. But I asked the question of, of my boss that hired me, and I said, What was the difference maker? Why, why did you hire me versus somebody else? And they, they said exactly what you just said, other than they really liked that I had this other experience because, the, you know, they're engaged with clients all the time, and these people are professionals in IT, you know, they're all around the country, they have different experiences, and they really look to us as experts in cyber. And so having somebody that's already spent time in front of clients that can have conversations and be able to write documents or technical reports or be able to communicate through, you know, whatever means it is and be professional, that's a high on their list, because these people pay a lot of money for our services, and they want somebody who's very, very professional. So it it worked the other way, right? So Uh, It it can work both ways. I I would say to the companies that don't uh, value that, that's actually probably for somebody like myself or somebody that's in similar shoes, it's probably a good thing. Because if they did bring you in, they wouldn't respect you or treat you or they'd probably just... You know they're looking for some kind of robot I mean I don't know what they're looking for mm-hmm. if they're not looking for somebody that's got r- real professional skill sets and the soft skill sets right being able to be uh, handle conflict and be able to look at somebody and and read them and be able to articulate different points of view at the same time respecting theirs you know
0: yeah, communication um, was definitely one of the the key skill sets that several of our guests have brought up, um, whether that's verbal or written. Um, that's definitely a high, highly valued skill set for being able to articulate your, your message to executives, to anyone that you're working with. Um, okay. Um, I guess let's take another, take a different approach. Sure. Um, so you spoke that you initially were focusing your search on your, your, your immediate area because that's where you were um, looking to stay, but eventually you you may have considered going elsewhere. Uh, Do you see any pros or cons to staying in your area or traveling or um, from, from your experience?
1: Yeah, I would say that a couple things. One is, um, you know, there are certain sectors in the country where certain uh, industries are really in the forefront. Uh, for example, in Washington, D.C. is where all your Homeland Security and National Security Agency type, federal type jobs, a lot of your federal contractors are there. Um, and then if you want something more in the uh, hospital environment, of course, a city like Houston or Boston or something like that, where HIPAA related type activities are more at the forefront, uh, or you know if you want a defense contractor you know like here in Dallas you got Raytheon and you know you got all kinds of different groups and then in California and and Seattle where you have your you know your uh, uh, IBMs and your Googles and all those types of things and so it's you kind of see a trend you know you kind of see where there's pockets of areas and in different industries and different positions and and how that works as far as you know with with the type of job you're looking for i think had i wanted to pursue more of that more of the government, more federal, I would probably have been uh, more inclined to, cl- uh, to apply for something uh, in the Washington, D.C. or East Coast area something like that, because that's where it's at, you know, and that's yeah. where you're going to get the training at and, and all that. And then you can go from there, you know, like if you work for a Deloitte or, or some kind of Anderson Consulting or somebody like that where um, uh, consulting role, then you can be remote and work from anywhere in the country and they'll train you from there and so on and so forth.
0: So, let's take a different approach now. Um, with regards to getting the needed skills to be uh, successful within your field, um, outside of the degree program, which you mentioned was um, very robust and offered you a lot of opportunities there. Um, now that you've completed that, is there any any other areas that you use to uh, continue your education that you find might be helpful for our audience?
1: Yeah, I mean number one again is the certifications. I would say that is number one uh, aside from a degree and it's very valued valuable, you know. And there's different areas, you know, you can go more of a uh, industry specific like a Cisco type certification or a Microsoft certification. Uh, adhering to, you know, cybersecurity or information security, whatever, uh, or there's just security type uh, aspects where there's cloud security or mobile security, there's all kinds of certifications for that. So, and both inside the United States and outside the United States, UK has certification, Australia has certification all in English, right? So that's great. If, if uh, that you have that opportunity to do those things. So those are all really important. You know, if you plan on working perhaps for a company that's going to have both Europe and United States, you've got to be very familiar with uh, the the European privacy laws and their law, you know, their aspects. So that that would give you an up on a lot of people and their certifications for that, you know. Uh, the other thing is, which I'm really forcing myself, is learning different scripting languages like Python uh, or um, maybe better understanding because I work in both systems, both the, the uh, Windows world and the Apple world, right? So, because mm-hmm. we have tools that work on both systems. So, I'm learning both. I never was an Apple guy or a Linux guy, you know, so I'm learning more of that, you know, those types of things. So, I would advise people to spread their opportunity to learn some different things. You don't have mm-hmm. to be a coder to be, you know, somebody that kind of understands, you know, scripting in Linux or. You know, there's different places like GitHub, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Cybrary. These are all different areas that you can go to to get free courses. You know, there's all kinds of areas. The other thing is, I I, I probably belong to every possible feed there is, from you know CERT, uh, you know, which is our federal feeding of all the different patches and. And breaches and hacks and all that. So I try and get on as much of industry and federal government feeds as possible. So I'm Mm -hmm. always learning what's coming new. What's the new uh, virus? What is happening with different uh, uh, products and, you know, Cisco systems or whatever it may be. I may not Mm -hmm. be working on that, but it's good to know that because I may Mm -hmm. have a client that has those issues and I'll be able to read up on that. And And then the last part I would say is just, you know, be as much of a guru as possible if, if you enjoy it. I enjoy it. I like learning about that stuff. So I'll, I'll spend time reading about it, whether it be an e-magazine or a website or whatever it may be, just reading and staying contemporary and current on all aspects I think is important.
0: So for someone uh, transitioning um, in the middle of their career like yourself, would, do you see benefits to specialize or generalize to differentiate yourself from the competition?
1: I think both. I think you got to have a general base, a baseline, so you understand all the different aspects, at least on a general understanding, right? And then mm-hmm. specialize. Uh, unless you unless you want to be somebody who really works into like a consulting area, and there may be a certain area that you're really specializing in, but it's still general, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I, I'm right now on the decision-making process. I might go back for and go do my doctorate. Uh, in cybersecurity. So there is a professor at my UMUC, Dr. Asib, uh, who is also one of our leaders in the program, uh, graduated from Capital Technical University with his doctorate. And that doctorate is not so much a PhD, it's not research-based, it's more for, you know, the corporate area, which I'm looking for, something more of a, even a higher level of learning and more expertise. Uh, and And I'm thinking at some point I'd like to be, you know, whether it's in the cloud activity or whatever it may be, but that's for me. You know, mm-hmm. so that I become an expert in an area, and then you can fly me anywhere around the world and and uh, I'll come in and save the day, you know per se <laughs> so, but anyway I, I just I really enjoy working with people. I like to mm-hmm. really understand what i'm what I'm doing, and I want to be an expert in that area so but right now, for me is good I'm getting a general baseline I'm learning just a really good solid foundation, and then I'll start picking which area I probably want to specialize in if that helps.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I think it's important to highlight some of the things that you mentioned there with getting a a good base and then figuring out where you want to go from there. Uh, Also, that there's passion, your your passion for, for the industry definitely comes out. And I think your employer definitely saw that. And that's, that's, important to show because you there aren't just technical roles within information security Correct. or cybersecurity. there's people in marketing there's people in legal there's people in all these different fields yes. and if you have that passion for the field you you can be a bridge person you can be the security champion um within your department to help promote that security culture and um spread it all around your company um so yeah Absolutely. well. We're approaching the the end of our time. Okay. Uh, typically, the last question I ask is if you had one piece of sage advice for uh, individuals following in your journey, what would that be?
1: I would just say believe in yourself. Uh, uh, believe in yourself and don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it because you can. And just keep working. And uh, learn as much as possible, research as much as possible, and listen to your heart, follow your heart, and you can do it. I mean, there is—I I work with tons of people that do not have formal IT training or backgrounds, and they've all been very, very successful. And I would just say that—that that is, you can do it. Don't, don't, don't let anybody tell you not that that you can't because you can. And there's all kinds of opportunity, and it's a great pay, it's great salary, great benefits, and it's only getting better. So go for it.
0: So it sounds like um, definitely having that moment of self discovery of what you want to do, where you want to go, and being confident in yourself is essential.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay. Well, Alex, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you coming on, sharing your story of breaking into cybersecurity, especially as a a transitioning individual in the middle of their career. We haven't had enough of those stories. So if you're out there like Alex and you want to share your journey of uh, coming from somewhere else at the middle of your career, because there's others out there just like you, uh, come share your story and we'd be happy to share it with the world. Thank you very much, everyone.
1: Thank you.